Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to It's Your Funeral, the podcast where we interview guests about the most important day of their afterlives. My name's Barnaby Slater, comedian, writer, and host of the Almost Famous podcast. Let me introduce you to my co-host, who'll be helping me get to the bottom of the narcissism involved in wondering what your own funeral might be like. So hello, Sam Hammond, a.k.a. Vom Cruz. How are you, mate? Very well, thank you, Barney. How are you? I'm really good. Uh, tell the audience, Sam, for anyone that doesn't know about uh, you, your, uh, and particularly your Instagram page, uh, Vom Cruz, very successful. I mean, we've been friends for years, but I've been blown away by the success of your page. Well, basically, I'm a failed musician. <laughs> and... I now, was, now uh, soon to be failed podcaster. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was in a band called Swiss Lips, and um, we f- we released an album, and then not many people bought it, and then we broke up, and um, I I'd started sort of promoting the band using memes because it seems that people care more about memes than music these days. So um, I'd started doing that, and then I was left with this this Instagram page when the band broke up and I just sort of carried it on. It's like a, a dirty little hobby. So yeah. I carried it on and it, I just came up with the name Von Cruise one day. I can't remember really why. It, I think I was taking the piss out of Tom Cruise a lot because he's, you know, he's an odd chap. And then, in, in your memes? Yeah, I was just... Because the guy that you take the piss out of in the most is definitely Wayne Lineker. Yeah, or artist. Paul Hollywood. He gets it a lot as well. But yeah, you know... Apologies if they're, they're listening. It's not, it's <laughs> let's, just, let's hope so. Yeah. So does that make you a meme curator? I believe that's now a job for uh, you know Gen Zs and Zoomers, uh, millennials. I don't think I'm either of those things, but I'm. I guess I make memes, and yeah. So and I definitely curate horrible content that I find on the internet and sort of post it. It's like a dirty little museum. Yeah, it's yeah. Very, for any of you guys who haven't been on uh, at Vom Cruz at Instagram, check it out. He's very, very funny. I should say that in this first episode, we're not actually going to be interviewing anyone about their ideal funeral, as we will in future episodes, but just kind of discussing between ourselves what made us want to do this podcast and our own thoughts on funerals and death. It's probably worth me asking you, Sam, what made you kind of interested in, in co-hosting this podcast, other than, of course, us being friends and me asking you. But um, I, I would guess, because I when I said to you about the idea, uh, you have also, as I have, fantasized about the idea of kind of being a fly on the wall at your own funeral. Uh, I've just got nothing better to do, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a global pandemic and I've not got any work. No, I have a sort of, some sort of fascination with death. Um, not so much with funerals. Um, I've never really, I'm, a, I'm somebody who hasn't, really ever cared about the idea of a funeral i'm like quite happy for you to just 
if I die now, just you know, just you know, lob me off the tower or just put me in the bins behind Tesco. It's, I I don't believe that. I don't know. I'm all about. I've been going on a, on a, a personal mission to destroy my own ego for quite a while, and I think a funeral is a massive ego um, ceremony, and I just don't think you re- really need one. You know. So that's. I think that's a really good point on the subject at large. Um, obviously, the one person who's not at your funeral is yourself, mm. and yet people spend a lot of time organizing and and you know often writing down for their family members how they want their funeral to be. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, yeah, that's a huge ego thing. But how do, so what it, What do you think that is? Is that people thinking, I want people to remember me after I've died and this is going to be like the last hurrah and it's going to be the, yeah, like I said in the intro, the greatest day of my afterlife? I think so. I think it's just part of our and egos and that's a natural thing because life is just a bit of a crazy idea. It's, just, it's like being, we're all thrown out of a aeroplane without a parachute and we're all just hurtling towards the ground together waiting the final destination is the floor yeah. the death and we, you know life is just that but you pay a load of tax along the way and argue with loads of dickheads and that's it <laughs> isn't it you know so it's it, and, you, and make podcasts you, endless yeah. fucking podcasts yeah and, and it's a long way down but it can i don't know it feels like i think people want want to be remembered even though very few of us will be remembered in 150 years you know that's the reality yeah um but we want to we want to think that we will be and that's fine i think and i've just to sort of uh engage with this podcast idea i have thought about a funeral and for myself because you know that's the topic but it don't expect any serious answers from me. <laughs> no, I'm hoping for none, for no <laughs> yeah. serious answers. I do want this to be a lighthearted look. But, but if yeah. it strays into uh, serious uh, morbidness at times, I also don't mind that. I'm a personal fan of like the world's biggest disaster days and oh, death. Yeah. I love talking about death and stuff. And often people look at me askance when I uh, try and talk about that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I've def- I think I said to you before we started, I've spoken to a few people about this idea and every person that I've spoken to has said, oh yeah, I've thought about my own funeral quite a lot and and the reason I started this is because you know and, and actually we're both performers or come from a performing background and definitely my ego has something to do with this I think is mm-hmm. I've thought quite a lot almost to almost in like a 3D visual way in my head as to what my funeral would look like and it just got me thinking I wonder if everyone else thinks like that as well yeah um well what does it look like because every funeral I've ever been to looks exactly the fucking same it's it's it's, you know, and that's why that's I think what what put me off them as well. Yeah, I think I've not been to that many to be fair. Until you mentioned being just put out by the bins, I think I had a, a traditional look in my in my head. But now I'm thinking, yeah, maybe I'll just be put out by the bins and get one last sunburn. But um, in, weirdly, in my head, as a non-religious person, mm. when I think about my funeral, I think it would be in a church. Bizarrely, yeah. I think it's very unlikely I will ever actually write down what I want for my funeral. Mm. So if any of my loved ones are still around, like my mum hopefully won't be but my brother potentially i guess even though he's a bit older than me maybe it would just be easier to be in a church i don't know i went to my grandparents funerals they were in a field actually you can't get it you can't get it done anywhere my nana she actually worked in a crematorium as the organist and she worked there until she was in her 90s and i was i said to her once like was it's not depressing this job nana she was an organist her whole life and she said well, it was because she lived quite old. She said, well, it was until about 20 years ago when all my friends start coming past me. You know, <laughs> she, said, she said, I'm not bothered anymore. It's fine. But she I'm sure she said to me and so, or someone else said to me that 
they basically have like a massive pile of ashes at the bottom of the oven yeah. and they just scoop some of them out and they go, that's your grandma. You know, like, <laughs> you know, so it's actually a mix of many different grandmas. I think, I don't know if this is true, but that and maybe whatever they, I don't know, are they using wood or, I'm guessing it's gas, I don't know. I mean, I think it's very important that as two people hosting a podcast about funerals, we clearly know nothing at all about either funerals or crematoriums. But the fact that your nan worked in one, I think, makes you qualified, heavily qualified. Yeah, there was a guy in the village I grew up in who, um, in his sort of, in his, he left some notes for his friends, like, you know, when when I die, I want this to happen. He was called, I think he was called Psychedelic Sid. He was, there was a lot of weird characters in Did this Did he village. know he was going to die? Is that? Is I, I don't, well, I mean, we all know we're going to, but I didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> like imminent, I don't think, but he wasn't, he never looked that healthy. And, uh, I mean, with a name like Psychedelic Sid, I feel like. I think it was him. It might've been a different guy, but anyway, this guy left a note that he wanted to be cremated and then he wanted his friends to go up into the woods near where we lived and roll him up in a joint and it put up a few of his ashes in a joint and smoke it. And supposedly they did. I don't know if it's a, an urban myth, but supposedly they smoked him in a joint. And if, if you asked me to do that, I'd just tell you to fuck off. <laughs> I feel like what, what that made me think initially is uh, how different what it must have been like where you were growing up to me in Surrey, where not only uh, when I was young, did I not know what a joint was, but the idea of smoking someone who had died. <laughs> yeah, it's quite what, I mean, it's quite, it's, there's something romantic about that. Yeah, I just don't really want to smoke my mate. No, I'm not. I'm not ready for that. I don't know. So I don't think it tastes very nice. So your ashes, you know, it's not. I think when I think about my funeral, I think in general, and this might be kind of telling about how much I or what I think about in my real life is. I think a lot about like how many of my exes will be there. Right. Well, just uh, to like spit on your grave. <laughs> to spit, to spit. I mean, in Fuck my in, in my head, there like in the in the like I said, church that weirdly my funeral is taking place in, and then maybe they're in a pew somehow all along one pew, and kind of I want to see from afar like who's crying, who's not like you said, who's who's yeah. spitting at the coffin as it goes by. Um, but then I've also thought quite a lot about the wake, and you know, do I do I need to start saving now to put some money behind for a free bar? Yeah, I don't want a wake. I've decided. I think we need to get rid of wakes. Every funeral I've been to, the wake is just every. Nobody wants to be there. Everyone's sat in clothes that they're uncomfortable in. It's maudlin. It's like there's just someone eyeing up a sausage roll on the buffet. <laughs> the it's, buffet. The buffets. Every wake I've been so to, depressing. Oh, so depressing. It's very like Morrison's advert. Oh yeah, it's totally that. It's horrible. Don't do that. Just. When they're coming into the funeral, give them a slice of pizza and a beer so that they're all right. And then that's it. Get it all in one, combine the two parts and then they can go home afterwards. I went to my auntie's funeral last year and uh, this is where my ego comes in, which is like, we all get on in in each side of my family, but um, we're not like close. They lived up in Liverpool and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was there and as people got up to do various readings and stuff, there was a part of me that was like fucked off that they hadn't asked me to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you're a, you know you're 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 a trained public speaker. A frustrated, a frustrated. You're a, frustrated you're a compare. A frustra- <laughs> you sh- you yeah, should well, have been comparing the well, whole thing. Well, that leads me back to my grandma. When I said earlier that my grandma, and my grandpa's funeral was in a field. Yeah. Um, that's because they weren't religious. So we were offered like a humanist, um, whatever they're called, like version of a vicar. Yeah. And we had the choices to where it could be. So we actually had it in the field where they were buried. That's amazing. And when I turned up on the day, I didn't know this. My mum and her sisters had organised this. But there was a mic stand with a microphone and we'd all been offered the chance to go up and say some words. So 
because of my stand-up background without even realizing i like whipped, <laughs> did a set. Whipped, i whipped the mic off the stand moved the stand to the side and did a, a tight five minutes that's where i would have done like angels by robbie williams like yeah, totally. acapella that that is actually angels is up there with the most um played songs at funerals of course i used to work in a record shop when i was 16 and um uh, in preston of all godforsaken places and oh, oh, and, and this woman came in one day and she was like have you got walking on sunshine by katrina in the waves and i was like uh no and, and and someone was like i think we've got it on like a compilation cd somewhere so i was like uh i went and looked for it and found it on a compilation and she's like will you put it on please and i was like yeah so i put in this the store yeah in the shop i was like this is this is fucking weird anyway you know i put it on and then she just stood there and bawled her eyes out in front of me and i was like what are you doing and she said she's like this was my mom's favorite song and we're playing it at her funeral next week and i was like oh god i'm sorry but i was like why are you coming in here doing this <laughs> wait tell me she bought that compilation yeah, cd yeah, she otherwise did. she's just going in there to she was buying it for the practice. funeral but she wanted to check it was i don't know if it's like a, it's like a performance art piece yeah yeah but i was like 16 i was just like what the fuck is going on <laughs> i think that's a perfect example of exactly what i'm talking about with this with this uh subject matter of the podcast and stuff mm-hmm. which is i i just think that's hilarious yeah like, it was of course, of, i was like, trying not to laugh like, stories of death and how people um react to death and and grief and stuff of course it's the hardest thing to deal with but also sometimes you just have to say it's hilarious and i can there's an example that i just thought of when my uh, my grandparents coming to this quite a lot but my aforementioned grandfather when he he was in a care home when he died or a hospice mm-hmm. and had a, a care this was up in scotland and when we were at the wake of his funeral uh, after his funeral this crazy scottish carer woman started showing round a selfie she'd taken with my grandpa's dead body what? that she'd taken just after he died and she's like oh look at him doesn't he look so peaceful and i'm just like what the fuck are oh, you doing psycho. it's completely mad but now you know i mean at the time i mean even at the time at the wake i thought it was hilarious well yeah you've got to laugh at tragedy haven't you i that's, think you do that's yeah that's a way, it's a way of dealing with the horrors of life i've always done it and it's therapy to laugh at things you know but some people really don't and and that's mm. the problem isn't it that you and i guess that's probably why i'm bringing it up is i do feel like especially in the hashtag 2020 cancel culture days. Oh, yeah. There may be people who see the title of this podcast or, or hear what we're talking about and just go, oh, you can't talk about that. But I think, you know, there's there's room for people to just feel appalling and negative and down about death. But there has to be room for, like you said, just that, that way of laughing at it, uh, laughing at tragedy. This stuff interests me because I think in this country, we have a really sort of stunted, weird relationship with death that isn't... Mm, is, is maybe not that healthy you know we've we, i think we fear it too much and you know in mauritius they like dig up grandma every week every year have you heard about this no i think it's mauritius but they every single year for like 10 years after somebody dies they dig them up and they what? Yeah, and they put the corpse on the table and they have a big banquet with grandma and then they bury them again and then they dig them up again once a year that can't be right because i always was under the impression that as soon as you get buried you start getting eaten by worms you do so she's she's gradually decaying and <laughs> each year they bring her up she's more and more fucked but it's true but honest to god google this it's real and but it's because there's their whole notion of death isn't ours i was watching this carl jung interview about death um and he was saying that like death isn't sh- something we should fear as we know for a fact that our psyche or our soul or like our consciousness doesn't abide by the rules of like space and time it's 
it's confined within our bodies now. Mm. Uh, this is one way of looking at it anyway. So for, for all we know, our consciousness could float off into the ether when we die. Our, like, you know, our, our internal being could do that. It could go somewhere else. It could go to like, the, I don't know, some people believe it goes to like an astral plane or something. But for all we know, it could. So, you know, us fearing death, actually, I think will put a, a real bummer on the end of your life. You'll just be like, for the last 20 years, you'll be like, oh, I'm going to die soon anyway. You know, rather than he said you should see it as a goal that we're all working towards. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So that you enjoy each day, and he said, almost imagine that you're going to live for a thousand years, and keep just, you're just heading towards this goal where, yeah. where you might just fly off, and, and your consciousness might go somewhere else. There's nothing to say that won't happen. I feel like that's the kind of thing that a lot of guys probably <laughs> spiel out on dates to try and get girls to go to bed with them. <laughs> <laughs> we are all just floating in space. We are we are stardust. Do you yeah. follow Beam Me Up, Soft Boy? Yeah, I, uh, d- I do. I only started the other day, though, because so my friend Rio sent me um, one that her friend had submitted. She'd had, like, a, a text off a guy saying, like, can't wait to just, like, do some... Uh, I've just got a new record player in my room. I want to put some really old records on and, <laughs> and do lines and think about uh, think about fucking you. And then, uh, like, it's something awful like that. Yeah. And she submitted it uh, to it, and it went on the on the page. And so she was like, look at this. Uh, my mate's done it. So, yeah, but that made me laugh, so I followed it. Yeah, it's yeah. very, very good. So for anyone listening who doesn't follow Beam Me Up Softboy on Instagram, do. Uh, and uh, Softboy is quite a new thing to me that uh, a friend of mine introduced me to which is are we soft boys well that's what's so hilarious about soft boys is i often wonder whether i am at least a slight bit soft boy so the idea of a soft boy is 
the kind of guy who, whilst trying to get girls, basically will say really highbrow stuff, <laughs> intellectual stuff, use long words when it's unnecessary. And, and uh. on, on Beam Me Up Softboy, uh, as Sam was saying, they they screen grab stuff often from like Tinder or Hinge or whatever that, that guys have said. And it's often like, you know, yeah, a good like what Sam said is a good example. But it's often stuff like, you know, I want to think a great deal with you about the space-time continuum and how we fit into the <laughs> feelings of how we fit into the There the is universe. no reason why we shouldn't have sex right now. We could die anytime. We are just cosmic stardust flying in space, colliding for this one moment. Let's have sex. You've got Yeah, exactly. All of it is about having sex. Yeah. And uh, I think the one I read earlier today was, yeah, very similar to that. It was like, you know, the physical form is so important when it comes to chemistry and, and connection. And I think a good example of how we should feel about our physical form may be helped by if we send photos of our, of our bodies to each other right now before we've even met and stuff oh, like that. Men, men are absolute scum, aren't we? Men are total scum. But, but a good question from you before that was, are we soft boys? I don't think I'm a soft boy because I don't use those tactics. I kind of, I'm quite opposite in that. I'm We're like, probably too old to be soft boys, to be well, honest. There's definitely We're that old as boys. Well. Yeah, I think it might be more generational, millennial, Gen Z stuff in the yeah. most part. But, you know, I definitely can tell you that I went on a date when I was at university and took the book A Brief History of Time by Stephen Hawking with me to look like, <laughs> to look like I was much smarter than I was. Did so you that turn was... up five minutes early and were you just sat there reading it? <laughs> I turned up five minutes early and was also there like... Uh, in a different space-time continuum, yeah. Brilliant. How do you think you will die? It's worth well, asking. It, that's one of the great, exciting mysteries of life, isn't it? I, if I drink all of the gin I brought brought here tonight, <laughs> I might die on my bike on the way home. You don't know, do you? So we, At least you know you'll be going fast. Sam's got one of those mad motorized bikes. That you just get, he let me go on it once. You just go on it and it takes you. Yeah, it's it like Kit just from Knight Rider. Yeah. I just drape myself on it when I'm drunk and say, take me home, sir. I think if I if I were to put a bet on how I die, and definitely one of my ex-girlfriends who's a real foodie has always taken the piss out of me about this. Because my diet is basically 99% pizza. Yeah. Uh, probably some kind of coronary based on that. You look really healthy though, so... I, I, I've done a bit of running during lockdown. Right, yeah, so I don't know. You, maybe it's fine. Are you a... Um, do you find yourself doing things uh, as part of your real life without noticing that could inadvertently cause death so for instance texting whilst riding your bike whilst crossing the road oh yeah um are you a bad driver when you have a car i'm quite a reckless driver sometimes and partied a lot oh, the in the pol- past the police are here you can hear yeah. it in the background just to uh, <laughs> yeah. just to talk about your reckless driving yeah and par- in, oh, partying yeah i was in a band for a long time so there was a lot of debauchery involved then um a lot of extracurricular activity. i probably got the the heart of an 80 year old man <laughs> i don't know but yeah so there's... my dad was so my dad was in a bat it was in a band yeah and then in the record industry and so partook in a lot of extracurricular activity mm-hmm. aka cocaine and my mom so he now has dementia and my mum is absolutely positively sure that the link between cocaine and dementia is huge and that it just hasn't really been talked about a great deal and she but might she's be very, right she's very anti She's very anti-drug, so she would think that. Yeah, and she and she obviously, I know that your parents broke up, but she still obviously would be very upset that your dad's ill. I'm guessing. So you know, she 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 probably, she might be projecting that onto it, but who knows? There, there might be some truth in that. It's definitely not good for you. No. <laughs> you know, there's, but there's, is it worth? I wonder if I wonder if uh, you know my dad's still with us, but he, he can barely uh, kind of he doesn't really know who you are. But I wonder if you know if I'd have been able to have the conversation with him ten years ago and said, was all the 
fun time, party time worth you at 70 getting early onset dementia? Well, maybe he would. I don't... Probably was. Well, there's that famous... Because um... what can you do after you're 70 anyway? Yeah, really, just, just... just withering away. Sit sort of... in a chair. Was it George Best? He said, uh, he said, he said, I spent 10 million or something on women and drugs and booze and the rest I wasted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. You know, like, I don't know. I And George, I don't know. There was a comment, there was a, a famous quote about him as well by someone I can't remember who said, um, "Would you have run something like Would you have run around so much if you weren't so thirsty or something like that?" Yeah, he, but he's a legend. I mean, funnily enough, my mum's so kind of anti drugs and uh, you know, like I said, the link to between my dad and dementia, or whatever. But she still talks waxes lyrical about Georgie Best. She's like Georgie Best, the best football I've ever seen. What a handsome guy as well. It's oh, like, he was well, the full package. Wasn't he he? Was I mean, a bit everybody. of a wife beater, but you know. yeah. well, yeah, yeah, but great footballer. I mean, that immediately, you're talking about him as a wife beater, which is so true. I think well, that's part of his alcoholism, but no, 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 no excuse in it, but obviously. it immediately made me think again of cancel culture. Why do you think, um, you know, everyone's getting cancelled now for what they do kind of now or in the previous 10, 15 years, but John Lennon, famous wife beater. Yeah. No one, no one is kind of trying to cancel him in the same way. I've seen people... Is there, is there like a, a... Slagging him off. I have. I've I, seen it a little bit, but not, not yeah. a big campaign like well, that. He's dead. You can't, can you cancel a dead person? Is it easier, basically, not to be cancelled if you're dead, I think, is what I'm asking. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's the, that's the only positive about being dead. No one can cancel you. Savile, Savile got post, post-mortem yeah. uh, cancelled, for sure. Kick a man when he's down. <laughs> <laughs> well, Savile, of course, uh, he had his gravestone removed. Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah. I think that was rightly so, because it was a big pompous, like... I believe oh, it was yeah. like a big, you know, like almost like a tomb to him, like a big, you know, yeah. hero. And the sick thing was everyone knew he was doing that for years and they just let him do it. And then, yeah. And Things then... were different back then, Sam. That's the, <laughs> that's the, that's the big, lo- that's like the tagline of anyone from... Uh, kids, k- raping kids was okay back then if you're on telly. Oh no, fuck the BBC and fuck Savile. Some of those documentaries are scary. And of course, Savile, well, Savile also rumoured, heavily rumoured to have kept his mother's body in the flat just, or oh. she called uh, he called her the duchess it's, it's just psycho isn't it it's the film you know it's um what's it called yeah the hitchcock film that's yeah. exactly what he did he was completely mad i, I re-watched that louis theroux documentary with him really? recently i think louis has a lot of uh, guilt about it he really he? does yeah because yeah, he, he became friends with him yeah he did the reason i mentioned the gravestone thing is i think in in terms of what we're talking about in terms of the ego thing if you choose your own gravestone that's something that's important to you in terms of your legacy. Would you? Do you think you'd have a gravestone, or you like it doesn't go with you being round the back of the bins? Just no, I'm not asked. I, I not everyone can have a gravestone, can they? We've not got enough room. So, what's the point? It's just gonna. If I leave any money to, if I, I don't, I don't know if I'll ever have children. I don't imagine so. But if I do, you know, if I, if I got any money for them, I don't want it to be wasted on a piece of stone. No. You know, I'd rather them. Just, go on holiday what's the point of gravestones it's so that someone can go and see you and, and right. remember you but they could do that they could scatter your ashes on a tree and go and see your tree or no, that's it my ex-girlfriend hannah um her her mum unfortunately died right. when she was only about 14 but when i was going out with her we would go and visit her mum's she she didn't have a gravestone she had a tree yeah it's really nicer to see something growing out of the place where she was buried there's a really cool thing that i heard a podcast about do you know the band klf yeah so they have started a thing where you can sign up to it. And I forgot what it's called, but they're building a pyramid in Liverpool out of bricks. And each one of the bricks is filled with the ashes of somebody who's died. So you can pay oh, 99 wow. quid and 
you can do it now. You sign up, and when you die, you'll be cremated, and your ashes will be fired in a kiln into a brick, and your name will be written on it. And they built. They've already laid the foundation, and now they're building it slowly, and it's like a pyramid. And I think it's in. I forgot where it is. It's somewhere in Liverpool, and they're they're doing it's it on the Cavern Club. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's I think it's in. Um, I can't remember, but anyway, Bootle. they're doing it. Yeah, I'm just going to shout things out places from yeah somewhere chill chill wall yeah it's somewhere in Liverpool but anyway they're building this pyramid of it's a really nice idea it's really nice and actually everyone who's signed up for it now I'll send you the podcast it's really good but everyone who's signed up for it what they do each time somebody who's signed up for it dies there's been like five people now who's died they all go and they all have a cel- like a celebration there when they put it in, put it down the stone yeah. down and they all have a party. Yeah. And they and it sounds really joyous and actually really nice. And I thought it'd be good. Apart from, I was like, I'm kind of up for this. Mm. But then I remembered that I'm a Man United fan and I can't be, I can't be in Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'm not doing it. I'll start my own. If in doubt, there's life, death, taxes, and your football team that you support. Yeah. Um, just before we finish, I want to do just some quick fire questions just because when we start interviewing other people, I want to offer them these quick fire questions okay. as well. So I'll just do kind of five or six of these. Yeah. Um, and although you've said you're not sure you want a funeral, I'm just going to, you know. You yeah, I've had to think up. about it. I think about it. So um, ideal fud- funeral venue. Um, it's the pub, isn't it? The pubs, the pubs, the best thing about being British. We have pubs, you yeah. know. I love, I love other countries. Like go, go to Canada now and then, and it's pr- one of my favorite places in the world. But they don't have a good pub. Yeah, you know. I, yeah, so the pubs got to be the vibe. So Booza, and will you stick to um, will you stick to the Morrison's buffet, or will you offer something a little more uh, cordon bleu? Yeah, no. Like I said, I think it's all got to be in one because I don't think we. We don't need a wake. It's all got to be a, a, a combined thing, quite compact, an hour, just an hour out of everyone's life. I don't like, fu- I hate having a birthday party. I hate f- putting people like out. I hate fuss. Fun. I yeah. hate fuss. So I'm just like, get it all done, over and done with. As you come in, there's just some pizza on the side. Have a slice if you want. Have a beer, have any drink, you know. This is all in keeping with your mission to delete your own ego. Yeah, I like I, it. Um, will there be a dress code? Um... No, wear whatever you want, except for you. If you if I if I die before you, you have to wear a full Man United kit <laughs> with shin pads. I don't. <laughs> I actually don't mind that because uh, as a Spurs fan, Man United, I've always seen as uh, I think I think Man United fans and Spurs fans have always had a kind of okay relationship yeah. because we try and or, until Mourinho, we try and play the right kind of football, no, we're, we're, and we both hate Arsenal. We're football cousins. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, how would you want the congregation at your funeral to react? Would you want it to be like a sing-along or tears? Everyone's upset. I don't really care, but I would like in my will to offer like a, two prizes. Like maybe like, well, no, a, pri- a prize for someone who cries the most. Yeah. Like, you can adjudicate it if you're there, yeah. right? So whoever cries the most, they can have a prize. Maybe I love like, this. Like, I love this. I love yeah, a quiz. Maybe a I really a good show. prize. Like, and the, the, nobody knows. So, that, you know, we can't tell if anyone's, yeah. Well, we might have just ruined the surprise. What, what we know is that, you know, quite a few actors who might well play very hard for <laughs> this game to win. Yeah. So they win a prize. And whoever cries the least or looks like they don't give a fuck at all, they inherit my evil cat. <laughs> um, fair enough. Uh, have you thought at all about the music that would play at your funeral? Would it be your own music? No, that'd be far too egotistical. I I often thought when I was younger that I, the Beach Boys are my favourite band ever. And I've often thought that there's an instrumental track on Pet Sounds called Let's Go Away for a While. Mm-hmm. And it fi- obviously the title is quite fitting, you know, Let's Go Away for a While. And the music feels quite, the chord changes and the, it's, the movement of it feels almost like 
a transcendence piece. It feels like you're going somewhere and it's like, it feels like it would be the, it always felt like the perfect music to be like pushed into the flames. Yeah, Do nice. you know? like, yeah. So, so yeah, I think in all seriousness, if I had one, I'd, I would like that to be played as I, as I go, as I say goodbye. Yeah. And then maybe like, a pre-recorded message comes through the PA where I just go, <laughs> bye. <laughs> as awkward as is possible. And final question, how do you want to be remembered? Um, he was all right. Criminally underrated by the music industry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, just, just as an all right guy, I, you know. Yeah. To my friends and fam- people who know me closely, that's they're the only people I want to remember me. And yeah. those ones just to say, yeah, he was all right. All right, Sam, I'm really looking forward to getting some guests on so we can ask them because I think we're going to get a really interesting cross-section, especially because I think a lot of the people that we know are kind of performery types as well and will probably be far more egotist- more, more on my levels of egotism. We know a lot of show-offs. We know a lot of show-offs and we'll definitely get them on. Um, is there anything uh, you want to plug any more, like talk about where people can hear your music? Obviously, at Von Cruz, as we mentioned. Uh, I'm an I'm, I'm artist called Neverlander. That's sort of my current project that I, I've been doing which is a solo project so yeah check that out on Spotify I'm also in a band called Baby Teeth which is um, so a really sort of interesting rock band um, so yeah um, check those out if you can be asked Yeah. if not then don't guys please do subscribe to It's Your Funeral drop us a comment and a rating in Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening to it of course if you're listening on Spotify or Deezer or wherever or Acast that's also fine um, also have a listen to my other podcast Almost Famous if you like hearing from people who either were related to famous people or are famous uh, about their um, lives and how it's affected their life love and mental health that kind of bollocks and uh, we'll be back next time with another episode of It's Your Funeral thanks so much for listening goodbye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.